I'm going to make a request to all our listeners, all of our viewers, and wish my guy, Sheldon Alexander, a very happy birthday. It's why the podcast, You Killed It, is just a day late because Sheldon had to be celebrated as he deserves <laughs> to be celebrated. So happy birthday for me to you, Sheldon. I hope you get your mentions blown up from this, but happy well, birthday. Why, thank you, my dude. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And, you know, uh, we're both very tired recording this very early on a Friday morning, but we do this for the people. And, you know, the comments are always amazing, people writing into the pod. So, again, we really appreciate it. Um, I got to say the likes were blessed last week on the pod on the YouTube page. So really appreciate the support. And that's really how you support the pod, right? Liking, subscribing. It's a click of the button. It's something so simple, but not a lot of people do it, but we appreciate the ones that do. And that gives us the motivation this early in the morning to, I mean, I just watched the episode and now to talk the episode, I'm fired up. Let's go. But yeah, continue to write in, send us your comments and questions because that really spews on the pot. And I got to be honest, I got a lot of questions where I need people's help because I want to know more about the Sarah Tyson dynamic. So I want people to write in and let us know more about that because I was, I found it very interesting, but I need more context. So some of our survivor people write us in and let us know more about that for sure. I just want to say Gloria Brady wrote in and said, Xavier's downfall was being mad to start. He couldn't get over being picked by Kylan. Uh, why was it a dumb move? How could they trust anything Xavier had to say, especially when he tried to intimidate them into not picking him? Interesting take. Interesting I'm take. Here. Thanks, Gloria, for writing in. I hear what Gloria's saying, but like I still stand by what you and I had to say last week. Mm -hmm. And that's just that they have bigger fish to fry. And there's yeah. something to be said for the devil you know over the devil you don't. Like, I'd rather keep Xavier around because you sort of know his moves, right? Yeah. Like, you've got, like, a sense of who he is as a person. Whereas Tyson's a little more opaque to that. Which we um, kind of found out in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. Um, I also got, uh, uh, was written to, I was going to say a letter. That's not accurate. <laughs> Carrier Pigeon brought me a, a message. Pigeon smoke signals from KK, who I have to say has the excellent handle of funky diabetic. Funky spelled with a PH. Okay. Okay. Um, he says, read the challenge USA. He warns me there's no spoilers. He says he's been watching the challenge forever and has a love-hate relationship with it. What I am really enjoying about USA and the algorithm is that it forces players to play for this season. I'm so tired of the same people focused on the long game. Mm -hmm. It's fresh and dare I say better than the regular challenge. People aren't whining about puzzles. The algorithm also forces them to mix up their social game. And the money is incentive to actually want to go into elimination. I hope the regular challenge producers are taking notes. I have to say, KK, I agree with everything you just said. I, I'm not wholly sold on the cast. Um, and like, I can't help but wonder what this version of the show would look like if some regular challenge people were mixed in, if it was a, a season entire, like just a regular challenge season with like some old favorites on. But I really like the format. I mean, you and I joke about how the perfect algorithm is perfect because it's the producers choosing the best like possible drama. Yeah. But like that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Definitely like, not. Uh, and I agree with everything KK said. I think that having to play for the money is good. Um, and I think that um, the way that they... They like because they're switching partners each week. I think that's been really beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen in previous seasons, like recent ones, like Double Agents, you could switch partners, but it's always purposeful. So like people liked their partner. They weren't mm -hmm. going anywhere. And like that created, I thought, some interesting drama. But this is like KK said, it's forcing them to play more week by week rather than thinking like long term. So 
I agree with everything he had to say. What do you think, Shelly? I totally agree. And I think, you know, that's a great segue into this episode because if you think about it, right, putting like Tyson's been dominating the game so far. So how do you make it a little spicy? Well, I'm going to pair him with Cache, who can't swim for a swimming daily challenge. Now we're, we know that is built in drama just right off the bat. And, you know, I know we talked a lot about the Love Island girls and people being worried about being paired with them, but this isn't even about that. This to me was just simply you have a contestant who can't swim paired with a contestant who's a beast. So let's see how that rolls in this episode. And that was high drama. But what other were there other teams that stood out to you? Well, I also I just wanted to add on to your thoughts. That it's not just that Cache can't swim, which, and like, obviously the producers knew that was going to be a swimming heavy challenge coming up, but also she is wrapped up in the Cinco drama (laughs) and it didn't really blow up. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the producers weren't hoping that it was going to blow up. Like they definitely were like, let's put a lot of kerosene around this campfire and see what happens one of the barrels of kerosene didn't blow up. That doesn't mean they weren't trying to blow it up, though. <laughs> so you you mentioned, or maybe we'll get to this. We'll get to this. We'll get to Cinco in a sec. Don't worry. We'll, was there any other? Don't worry. I got some Cinco stuff for you. But were there were there any other uh, of the teams that stood out to you that you were kind of like, Absolutely. okay, I'm excited to see how they stand stand out in this challenge. So Sarah is growing on me. Mm-hmm. And Leo is, I don't know what the opposite of growing on me is, shrinking <laughs> down. Fair. He's becoming more and more annoying to me. But also significantly, Sarah said last episode that like, oh, I do not want to be paired with Leo. What should, ha- what should happen? But guess who she's paired with? Leo, who is super weird dude. Yeah. Uh, and I loved how unimpressed she looked. It's also fun. Uh, seeing how like the first time they did the algorithm, everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so glad to be like paired with you. And then like the second or third time we like, we'd sort of devolved to just sort of like half like side hugs, you know? Mm-hmm. Now the, like you have fully people like Shannon, I forget who Shannon was paired with, but Shannon fully swore. She was like, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like how like, the the fakeness is going down it was when shannon was paired with kylan she's like fuck yeah and like <laughs> Which is funny he's not that bad i guess i guess they don't get along but like i like that the facade is it's it's no longer the first week of school the old the old uh beefs are back right yeah, we're now yeah. into november of school and people are getting sick of each other I agree. And I, I expected more from the duo of Angela and Danny. I just thought that was going to be, there'd just be more yeah. there. You know, you got the NFL player. Obviously we talked about Angela. She's what swimmer. It's like a high level swimmer. You know, I thought that would be more of an interesting pairing, but there's some funny moments with them. But of course, Tyson and Cache. Cache saying that Tyson is the weirdest man I ever met. And I mean that in a nice way. Like, is that a compliment? I, I guess so. I don't know. That's- that's when you insult someone out loud and then you're like, oh, this is on national TV. How can I walk that back? Like, yeah. as you're saying the sentence, you're like, ew, yeah. I haven't learned yeah. that skill yet, but maybe someday. And right away, two things. This episode was called In Tyson We Trust. But then very early on, they're sprinkling in Sarah and Ben tar- starting to talk about, yes, I see the signal. I see the signal, right? T- uh, Sarah and Ben uh, talking about setting their sights on Tyson. They're keeping their eye on Tyson, right? And I feel like I, and as well, I'd mentioned knowing more about Sarah and what she did with her seasons with Tyson on Survivor. I want to know more about the Sarah and Ben dynamic, like what that duo was like as well on Survivor. So our Survivor peeps, hit us up in the, in the mentions, hit us up in the comments for sure. Let us know. Um, but let's get to Cash and Cinco just for a little bit here, right? Because... Cache is talking about uh, being mad that Cinco is flirting in front of her. She says, you know, she doesn't know what she's supposed to do. And she didn't talk to him for a couple of days because it was super annoying to her. And now they're having a super serious conversation. And my thing is, why do you have to do anything? But why don't you flirt with someone else? 
fair. Like, so I, I will say I've got I have thoughts too about Cinco and Cash off the hop. Like mm-hmm. in the previously on, there was a lot of Cinco Cash talk. I said, like, "Ooh, I'm I'm not sure that I'm ready for an hour of this drama." <laughs> um, but also then I started to think about it. it's like you know it's been a while since we had real relationship drama on the challenge. Like it's been a few seasons. Like either everyone's hooking up and getting along or Mm-hmm. everyone's already in a relationship so okay. like I, I was sort of like warming up to getting messy and I, I thought about it and like I understand why Cash is hurt like I think I would be hurt too but also mm-hmm. Cinco is well within his rights to flirt with whomever he wants yeah yeah totally they fair. are not a couple is it considerate of him no but he's not objectively doing anything wrong and also since was it tiffany he was flirting with since she was gone we haven't really like seen him flirt with anyone maybe that's well they they showed they showed him laying around with someone else it looked like i'm not sure if it was uh because it was kind of a montage so the shots were going by very quickly but i wasn't sure if it was Aza or if it was desi i'm not sure i couldn't really tell because it was going by pretty quickly but it definitely wasn't Tiffany like it was beyond Tiffany being gone but I like to add some important context okay so I I don't watch Love Island and I know you have greater familiarity no 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 this is real real life context here about maybe giving us um as two um heterosexual males some important context I'll add some context from the other side of uh, the spectrum, we'll say. So as many of our listeners know, we are based in Toronto. Yeah. And this past weekend was a big festival called Carabana in the city of Toronto. And for those who might not know, it is a party. And it's the first Carabana since, obviously, the pandemic. It didn't happen for two years. Carabana is a celebration of... Uh, Caribbean culture, more specifically Trinidad. And it's also based on like, you know, the freeing of the slaves, essentially, like that's what the main celebration is about. And even the date that it's had in Toronto is on the weekend of Simcoe Day, which also has a whole other meaning to it as well. But I'm just trying to give people the background and the insight that it's a big deal in the city of Toronto. And even in North America, you got people worldwide coming to the city of Toronto for a Carabana weekend. One of those people this weekend was your man's Cinco. Oh, I didn't know he was in town. I must have missed him. I didn't know that he was in town either. But while having lunch in my backyard with my little cousin, my mom, and my girlfriend, my little cousin who loves Carabana as well and also loves the challenge, as we're sitting down, she says, oh, did you know that Cinco was here for Carabana? Like he was playing mass. Playing mass means wearing a costume, like he was in the parade. So she pulls up Cinco's Instagram. And if you're familiar with Carabana, I'll say that most of the costumes um, are very, there's not a lot to it, we'll say, right? There's not a lot of material. There, it gets very hot in Toronto in the summer, believe it or not. I know we're in Canada. But it is, <laughs> yeah, it, it can legitimately reach like 102 degrees Fahrenheit, like mm-hmm. 35 Celsius. So if you're active in dancing, it makes sense to not have a lot on. Correct. So I'm just giving you insight into what said costume Cinco might be wearing in this picture of him at the parade. So my cousin says, like, she's like, oh, you didn't know Cinco was here for Carabana. He was playing mass, like he's in costume. Oh, did you not see him? Like, no, I didn't see, I don't follow Cinco on Instagram. (laughs) So she pulls out her phone and she shows, she begins to show us Cinco's picture at Carabana. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. But then what happened? I just was quiet and I proceeded to watch my cousin, my girlfriend, and my mother each swoon over Cinco's picture. My mom gave a full-on like, oh, <laughs> like out loud reaction to Cinco's picture at Carabana. And yet to remember, I'm Trini. So like Carabana is a thing that's been like in my family forever and ever and ever dating back to the beginning 
of Carabana, which was celebrating its 65th year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so like, I'm just giving you the full on context. But as we passed around the phone, my girlfriend was like, oh, okay. And my mom full on like, out loud reaction. Oh, <laughs> just seeing Cinco in his costume for Carabetta. So I'm saying this to say, we might be wondering why Cache has such a reaction to Cinco. And I'm just adding more context to this because I don't know how many people have ever been in this situation before, but as I'm saying, my, my cousin who is really like my little sister, right? In the grand scheme of things. So imagine your little sister, your mom and your girlfriend, each in front of you looking at a picture and being like, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. Do you, Cinco? Not mad at you. Play, play on. And I mean, I almost want to ask Cinco like, to come on the pod and tell us about his caravan experience because I feel like that might have been... Uh, a great experience <laughs> to be Cinco at Carabana. I'm, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, uh, so while you were talking, I looked up the photo mm -hmm. and I get it. Like I see, <laughs> I see why they were into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I understand. I also have to point out, like, I know people who've liked this photo. <laughs> <laughs> I almost amazing. feel like messaging them. That's funny, though. That's amazing. amazing. Uh, I don't know if they're listeners of the show, so I'm not going to shout them out. But like, yeah. I know people who are That's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, That's I'm pretty about good. that. That's very funny. Uh, shouts to Cinco and shouts to Carabetta for sure. I do. I do have to say just the, just like one criticism of Cinco and, oh, the, and this photo. It's a, like it's a series of slides. Okay. And like, I don't know what different people's Instagram philosophies are, but like he has four slides of him in the same outfit. That's fine. But just like this, like him in an ISO shot, like over and over again and like different places, like in one BMO fields in the background, which is the worst photo of the lot. Mm -hmm. Just saying like, you got to mix, like show you, show yourself with some friends or some people you've met or another cool costume or like, a, a wide shot of the parade you know what I, like you know what i'm saying no 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 don't no, just no. have See, four photos of yourself no 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 i go the other way right okay. you gotta leave more to the imagination you don't want to be showing yourself doing too much at caravana because i guarantee there's a lot going on as cinco's going down the road at caravana but you don't want to put that on the gram you don't want to no, show but, any group shots like that oh i see what you're saying but <laughs> i mean like you could have like a shot that doesn't have Cinco in it. Like if you're oh, Cinco, you like, could be like, let me have like a wide shot of the parade. Like, let me show people the grandeur of the celebration. That's not how you do it for the gram, John. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've been doing it wrong. I'll take that under advisory. <laughs> All this is to say, I kind like I, I see why Cash is hurt, but I still think she's got to find a way to move on. And yeah. And a great way to move on is being partnered with Tyson, I think. The world's weirdest man. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing going on before we get to the daily challenges, Tyson is worried about Ben, and he should be. Same with Sarah, right? She, They had the conversation that longtime listeners of the challenge should be weary of. Anytime you see at the start of the episode... Two people having a conversation and being like, you have my trust 100%. And then she adds, and if you bamboozle me, you bamboozle me. Which, first off, the use of the word bamboozled. I was like, okay, cool. But Tyson says, I'm too old to bamboozle. Which, if that's not a setup, I don't know what is. But right away, like, again, longtime listeners or watchers of the challenge or really any reality TV show, like, that was the biggest setup ever, no? Oh, 100%. And, like, <laughs> they, they showed, like, there was, like, three or four more times where both Ben and Sarah were like, well, Tyson's not coming for me. And I was <laughs> like, the producers are kind of overplaying their hand. Yeah. Uh, the, the daily competition is called Barreled Treasure. Mm-hmm like buried treasure their puns are not this are, are not so strong this season no Let's put it out there so they have to swim to we'll call it a floating marker after i managed to upset everyone by talking about buoy versus boy 
floating on the floating on the floating marker is uh, a code that you have to memorize, and each team has an assigned code. Then you have to swim to a cargo ship and find two barrels with your code on it. You have to, and then like you open up one of the barrels uh, inside or puzzle pieces, you swim to sort of like the final platform. Then you have to repeat to go get your second code, your second uh, puzzle pieces. Um, so it's a lot of swimming, just the off the hop. How do you feel about swimming in brown water, Sheldon? Like. What's what's your gut on on that? To be a tough go for sure. Like it just looked really gross. Like I'd have a lot of questions about where are we swimming exactly? Like where's this water coming from? Like and and because we're in the city, I get bad like, you know, the Don River vibes, you know what I mean? Like city yeah. runoff, sewage runoff, even though I know that might not be the case, or at least I hope that might not be the case for you're, our competitors here, but that's gross. You're really banking heavy on the producers having done like their research and making sure the water is clean. Like you are leaning heavy on, you know, the challenges insurance. Yeah. <laughs> like not a great yes. feeling. Yeah. Right. We also, I don't, this might be my line of the episode. I'm torn. Okay. It's it's yeah. something that made me, like, I paused the episode to think what was said here. So okay. I'm going to read it. People might make fun of me and say I'm a cat. But you've heard of a catfish, right? And, like, I guess my question is, what is wrong with Leo? Like, what, um, is he in the midst of a psychotic break? Because, buddy, no one is calling you a cat. You're the one that calls yourself a cat all the time to the point that it's alienating everyone else because they're like, does this guy talk about anything else? Why does he think that he's a cat? And like, I appreciate he likes cats and that his name is Leo, but that does not make you a cat. Like, is he like sort of testing the waters to see what would happen if he comes out as a furry like what is happening with your man leo so we we talk about it a lot people that come on reality tv and try to be in the show and i think leo is trying to producer himself into the show right like oh i got this funny storyline i'm gonna keep going and they're gonna make it a thing and put it on which they are problem is what he's not accounting for is making himself look like a huge loser and I'm going to say this because this is this, you know, goes into what my line of the episode is. And it happens later on. But Leo's climbing in. He's climbing into the water. Sarah's doing flips into the water, his partner. But as Leo is struggling to swim or even float with the life jacket on, mind you, he's talking to TJ and having a conversation with TJ. Mind you, at this point, and I know I'm jumping ahead. Don't worry, we'll come back. But this is all relative here. As he's struggling, he's talking to TJ and having a conversation about, oh, I love you, TJ. I love you, man. You're the man. Then he's like, no, actually, I hate you today because I can't swim. Ha, ha, ha. And then we get Sarah, who gives me my line out of the episode, which is just simply, Leo, shut up and swim. That should be on a T-shirt that she should just hand deliver to Leo. Shut up and swim. My guy is doing the most for a guy who is literally, again, on TV, holding on to the back of his partner's life jacket while she swims the whole competition. That is a level of pathetic nature that I have yet to see on the challenge in the history of the challenge. I mean, let's, let, let's just talk about that whole dynamic. So like early on, mm -hmm. we see Cache doesn't know how to swim or is no. not a strong swimmer. But Tyson says, listen, I'm an amazing swimmer. You're going to lie on your back because they're wearing life jackets. You're going to lie on your back and I'm going to tow you. But what you got to do is you just got to flutter your feet. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, man, what a move by Tyson. And like, I am increasingly not a Tyson fan. Mm -hmm. But I was like, wow, like that is badass. And then like when... We saw the reverse with Leo hanging on to Sarah's back. I thought I was so angry 
And I was like, why is it that like a very similar action, one makes me think like, hey, good for Tyson and Cache. And the other one made me feel like, fuck Leo. I'm like, is this some sort of ingrained misogyny where I don't like seeing a woman do the work? Like, what is my issue here? And I'm like, I know what it is. It's that Leo's not doing anything. Nothing. Like the difference is Cache was kicking and doing what she could given her limited skill set. Holding the puzzle pieces. Holding the puzzle pieces, which kind of makes like a weird sort of sense. Mm-hmm. And also it was, I don't know if that was Tyson's idea necessarily, but Tyson was very much on board. Whereas yeah. Sarah's like, oh my God, I want to drown this guy. And the other thing that I took issue with was what you were describing, where Leo was like, I'm not going to jump in. I'm going to climb down, which is obviously much slower. Sarah's like, just jump in. Like, don't be ridiculous. Everyone's jumped in except for Enzo. Like, what's wrong if you just jump in? And he goes, I don't want to swallow water. First of all, (laughs) the key to not swallowing water is close your mouth. (laughs) Your earlier point, just shut your mouth. And also, like, you can do a pencil dive where you just go in feet first and you, like, plug your nose as you fall and, like, put your hand over your mouth like it's really not rocket science like that is like kid stuff 101 on like how to jump into the water like it's not it like how how did he think that swallowing water was even like on the table i'd be more concerned with water going up my nose but again you just plug your nose like it's really not rocket yeah it's absolutely insane and and that's exactly it leo was doing he was doing the most while also doing the least, right? Like he was doing the most and trying to talk and trying to like, you know, have a conversation with TJ while also doing the least in terms of literally being dragged and not swimming, not doing anything. But we'll get to Tyson more in a bit because, I mean, well, first off, if we really discuss the other part of this challenge was if you got to the other side and you opened up the wrong thing, you got to go back and swim this whole thing again, which for some reason, Cache opens up the wrong one and they have to go back to the beginning. My thought was, okay, first off, you have to be really, really sure that you're opening the right one. But two, especially if you're the one that can't swim, you got to be careful about opening the wrong one. Tyson is mad. And this was the first time that I was like, you know what, Tyson, I'm on your side here, bruh. I'm with you here. Like, hold on. I just swam this whole thing dragging you and you're going to be the one to be quick to open up the canister and be wrong. Nah, not about that life at all. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Nope. <laughs> I I agree. Like that in that instance, you got to be triple checking with, with Tyson. You got to be making it a joint decision. And we haven't spoken about this pairing yet, but Derek and Kayla, and also who is Alyssa partnered with? Uh, Danny, or no, no, David Dan- and Alyssa. Yeah, both teams, great communication. I mean, Derek and Kayla sort of took an opposite approach, where she's like, "Listen, we're both really smart. I trust you. Let's each find the barrel." But then Alyssa, to her credit, with David, they found both, and she was like. Let's open the one further away now so mm-hmm. that we have like that much like closer, like it's one uh, few fewer steps. Yeah. Like really smart, really good communication. Mm-hmm. Derek and Kayla, I have to say, I really like Derek. He's really grown on me. Okay. I would say I'm a fan and it's, I think it's in part because he's just sort of a different flavor like he doesn't try too hard he's a good competitor Mm -hmm. um but you know he's he's also not like he doesn't do too much like i would love to see Derek on a regular season of the challenge because i think he would just be different with his sort of like quiet confidence yeah he might not make for the best tv although he's not bad in confessionals but like and he sort of reminded me of uh, Emily, right? Okay. Just a, like positive, good person, not getting in the drama, and like you know, you you need a you sort of need a normal person in these houses for context. 
for sure. And he, he just brings a different element to the game. And to me, that's why we love the challenge, right? It's not just one subset of society or one subset of physical attributes or smarts or brains or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that's to me is what makes this show so good. Also what makes this show so good is just a little like things that happen. So again, going back to the Angela and Danny dynamic, I thought that was super funny is obviously Angela is an all-star swimmer. So she's not like, she's going to blow everyone out of the water. Right. Danny is doing his thing. He's trying. And as he's trying to like climb up, Angela's trying to help him. And his confessional is so funny talking about, you know, I'm giving my best. I'm doing my all, but like Kiki, who I'm assuming is his wife, he's like going to be really mad at me already because of how bad he's looking as Angela's trying to help his big ass up the ladder, which is just hilarious. Right. But like my guy's trying and like, Again, this goes back to like the misogynist nature that we inherently have, unfortunately. Like I'm saying the look of Angela reaching over, helping this big guy out of the water, like we take that in one way, but in reality, like she's been in swim trial. So of course she's going to finish before him, right? Like it just, but it makes it look even worse. If that Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. It was just a funny thing. It was funny. I, it's, it was interesting to see who got exposed as a bad swimmer, like mm -hmm. Enzo, not a swimmer. That was, yeah. that was made abundantly clear. Um, but so Derek, you talked about Kayla and Derek. Yeah. Kayla and Derek were in first by a, a while, right? Like they had a huge lead on everyone else. Did you think they were going to win? I, I honestly, I couldn't see how they wouldn't like they had such a huge lead and they're both so smart. And then it just all disappeared, you know. Uh, Tyson, amazingly, by the time they got to the platform to solve the puzzle, Tyson and Cachet, despite having to go three times, mm -hmm. were in fourth, which is... An amazing feat to begin with, right? Like, yeah. that is incredible. That was the time where I said, hey, I got to take back a lot of the slander that I was throwing Tyson's way, because... Correct me if I'm wrong here, John K, but I'm saying in the history of at least us doing this podcast and, you know, I take it even a little bit further. Like I want to see a better performance from anybody, like put that up there. Like that's on the list. I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm saying that is one of the top performances we have ever seen by a competitor on the challenge. Like, think about that. You're dragging someone and, and he's doing different you know, different swimming, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Strokes. strokes. Thank you. Right. He's adding in different strokes, different parts and dragging cachet along. And yeah, she's doing, she's kicking her feet, but he's doing the work and you're watching him pass. I think Danny again with another great yeah. uh, <laughs> um, confessional where he says, you know, I'm doing okay. I feel like I'm doing good. And all of a sudden I see Tyson blow by me, dragging cachet and she's kicking. He's like, that was really deflating. <laughs> you know, like, that would be. It that would be. be. Remember when Tyson was talking about like controlling your breathing when passing someone to like mm -hmm. stress them out? This was more effective. Yes. Calling your partner behind you as you pass someone is more effective than like controlling your breathing. Um, so yeah, Tyson and Cache win. Like what a performance. Mm -hmm. uh, Aza is talking about quitting which is asking for trouble you can't put that out into the challenge universe cinco no. and as a lose mm -hmm. and i i like sort of as a, as they're competing she had a lot of like positivity she quoted the bible which like i was raised in a religious household but i sort of feel uncomfortable when i see people quoting scripture publicly but hey whatever got you through as a you know to mm -hmm. each their own mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But two things happen that we, three things happen that we have to talk about. First is we had a lot more, nah, Tyson's not going to put us in talk from Sarah and Ben. Yep. Then we had um, Asa and Cinco have their meeting with Tyson and Cache. And like, they admit in that meeting where they like can request who they, who they're going to go in against. They hadn't spoken to each other beforehand about I think, 
<laughs> about who they might want? What? No, what are no, you no, no. That was their strategy. That was their strategy. Their strategy was going in. We're not going to say names, no matter what. We're not going to say anyone's name. So I think they were just BSing and saying, we haven't really discussed who we want to go in. It was just another way to deflect from having to say a name, which I understand, I think, in theory. But I also just think that the whole process of saying who you want to go against or who you don't want to go against is really just BS filler anyways. Right? Like, what purpose does it actually serve? I think you can be strategic. And they did explain it a little bit where at they're getting to the point where they know who they've been partnered with Ooh, good and call. Good call. if you can get rid of someone that you don't want to partner with which actually comes up mm-hmm. so just before we go to the elimination which is called a dark turn which we'll talk about in a minute kayla recognizes that she and derek being amazing race and big brother might be having some trouble from a pairing of Tyson and Cache because they are Survivor and uh, Love Island. So Kayla tells Tyson that Ben is mad that he keeps winning, which is really good strategy by Kayla. Like, really so smart. Did this actually happen and they didn't show us? No, right? No, they showed us. Oh, this did that. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, did Ben actually like, is Ben really mad that Tyson keeps winning that conversation? He said it in confessional. And they also, um, they also had just the highlight reel of Sarah burying Leo to anyone that would listen. Oh yeah. And then, so Tyson and Cash throw in Sarah and Leo Mm -hmm. and they sort of like, I'm sort of enjoying how they'll like have the twist of like who's going in, like it's announced who's going in. And then they sort of like walk back and explain what happened. Mm-hmm. So after Kayla told Tyson, like, yeah, Ben's not happy about this. Mm-hmm. He tells Cache and Cache says, listen, let's not put in Ben because Justine's my girl, but also I don't want to have to go. I don't want to have to be paired with Leo because I have yet to be partnered with him. I don't want to be partnered with Catman. He sucks and he is weirder than you, Tyson. And he is annoying and just like gave up on Sarah during that competition, which he essentially did. Like, I think that's fair. And other people were saying that too. Like you had to literally carry mans on your back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, What did you think of this move? All of it, from Kayla whispering in Tyson's ear to Tyson going to Cache to Cache, sort of getting him to change course, but to put a shot across Ben's bow. So from Kayla and Derek's viewpoint, this is a great bounce back because they went from being like, you know what this is? This is the Golden State Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead, right, in the finals to the Cavs, and then getting Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, in this instance, I'm saying is Tyson, where you're getting him on your team and saying, hey, look at those guys over there. Let's go get them. It was just a great move by Kayla and Derek after blowing the lead and showing, again, the other side of this game. There's so much to this game, whether you're talking about swimming, whether you're talking about working with your partner, whether you're talking about puzzles, endurance, all of these things, then there's just the chestnut checkers moves. And this is what Kayla does. So great move by her. Tyson realizes he's looking at Ben and Sarah as a duo that is strong, that might come after him. And so it's a smart play by him to say, okay, well, let me get one of them out. And if I can't get Ben out, okay, cool. I'll take getting Sarah out. It's a smart play. And in cachet, Again, for all the talk about the Love Island girls, I think they're doing a great job of keeping them all in the house, right? Like there's a great job being done by Cache to say, no, well, what if we do this instead? Great move, great gameplay all around. Um, I'm not mad at it because I think the difference too, even though it's a big move in back-to-back weeks, because we saw what Kylan did last week, right? Kylan and Alyssa did to Xavier last week. This one's a little bit different because I feel like Ben and like there is animosity in this season from Sarah and Ben where they know that they were going to turn on Tyson at some point. Right. Whereas Xavier, I don't know if necessarily that was going to happen until way further down the line, but I feel like if Sarah and Ben got the chance, 
they were going to shoot their shot at Tyson. So I do understand this move by Tyson more so that, especially after the performance he just had, if he had a target on his back before that target got even bigger. So I'm, I'm okay with this move. I think it was good gameplay all around from everybody. Absolutely. I also have to point out, I was looking it up while you were <laughs> explaining all that, but Ben and Sarah have not been partnered yet. But so neither has, the, sorry, go on. Neither have Tyson and Sarah. But like when that happens, Tyson, like, first of all, they'll be a very good team. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Tyson, to your point, if Tyson gets paired with Sarah, she could also sabotage it. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's I guess fair. she'd be on the line too. She'd be like, on the line too. But like the other part is like, Cache hasn't been partnered with Leo yet. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee next week you're going to have some combination of either Cache and Ben, Sarah and Tyson, you know, like Leo and Cash, like some, you're going to get some combination of that next week. I got it. I, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but so I'm just like looking on the Wikipedia page for Challenge USA and there are spoilers about who the partners are for next episode. Oh, I don't want to know. Like, I'm not going to tell you. Why do people uh, do that? I don't understand. I don't know. That's shitty. Like, I didn't think I was going to be seeing spoilers. Um, but yes, it is uh, a great move. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we should talk about a dark turn. So each team is tied together sort of at the waist. Yep. Uh, and they have to race into a shipping container that has a stack of what they call film reels uh, that are different widths. And inside the container is completely dark. It's pitch black. So they have to feel with their hands, memorize the order, and then run out and then replicate that stack. Mm-hmm. I immediately was like, Ugh, I don't know how I would do this. Like, yeah. this is like, this, this would be so confusing and you'd have to have great communication. But apparently to Leo's credit, he comes up with a strategy and that is before going into the container, he and Sarah gather together the four different sizes and figure out that they can measure it using their fingers and then they memorize it and assign numbers. So they just have to say like the smallest one is a one, the widest one is a four. That's in part based off of how many fingers Mm -hmm. uh, in width it is. And then they go in and they get it done very quickly it just takes them two rounds but what did you think of leo's strategy how did you feel about leo being good at something it was um, an amazing play from leo like just as great of a move that tyson did in the daily challenge not quite as good but at least like you know nipping at the heels i guess leo's play here because that was just great because it was right off the bat and i think This was an instance where as I'm watching it, I'm like, you know what? I think that they tried to edit this to make it seem a little closer than it actually was. Because I don't think it was close at all. It was not close. And Azza and Cinco, they struggled. But I understand why they struggled. That was a hard challenge, right? That would be a hard thing to do. And you're communicating and just right away, as soon as you saw that Leo had that strategy, you're like, yep, they're going to win because it was just a great strategy. And if you don't have a strategy and you're just going in there blindly guessing, right. (laughs) Which is which, and then coming back out, trying to be like, Oh no, this one's a medium. No, this one's a small. It's like, uh, it was tough and a great performance. Uh, I want to no, go on. Just one thing I wanted to add that, really did not help Cinco and Aza was they immediately ran into the container. So they didn't even know what Sarah and Leo were doing. Like they missed all of that preparation work. Mm-hmm. So they were just like out to sea on this. Um, Leo also said, cats see in the dark. I'm kidding. Or maybe I'm not. Who knows? Well, he's right. Cats can see in the dark, but once again, Leo, you're not a cat and you should probably speak to a professional about these delusions. I actually wrote this down. Leo and Sarah are killing it, but I now refuse to recite any more of Leo's cat lines. 
I'm done. <laughs> Mel, I'm not writing any of them down. I'm I'm out. I'm out. I just it's such a weird choice to make it your thing. Like it's and it not really funny. doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. I I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so weird. Like, I wonder too, like, does he think that he's killing it? Like he thinks like, oh, I'm really funny. Like, this is great stuff. Great material. Oh yeah. No, he, he thinks he is like, he is expecting a callback. He's expecting like expecting merch sales. Like he definitely is very proud of himself and his alleged wit. So I have a question for you, right? Sarah and Leo win. And I find it funny because Sarah spent all this time carving Leo, rightfully so, but Leo's a reason why they won, right? But then they're talking all kinds of mess to Tyson and to the whole house. And, you know, there's throat slashes. Sarah's like, looks like she's eating a bone or something. Like, I don't know what, do you know what she was doing? No. I'm sorry, I can't I can't yeah. translate what she was doing for you. I don't know if she was like eating a bone or if she was trying to do the Ezekiel Elliott feed me, right? Like after, but it was almost like Zeke would get up after like a three-yard run for a first down and be like, yeah, feed me. It's like, bro, what are you doing? You ran for like two yards, chill out. But I thought it was a little bit much, but then I remembered like, you know, other moments where let's say Laurel, Right. Remember Laurel hopping down and doing the suck it like, but there is a whole lot more tension behind that, which I guess I'm not familiar enough with the history of Sarah and, and Tyson to know, you know, just all the emotions that were coming out in that moment for Sarah. But I felt like much like cache when they won the daily, I don't know if she gave enough credit to Tyson right for winning like there was a part where she was like oh yeah we won blah 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 blah. but really tyson won you know what i mean so like chill out a little give some some more cred to your partner but then also here sarah like yeah you won and you did a really good job and the throat slashes just seem to be a bit much like you know i i agree completely and also like let me ask you I mean, we've both played competitive sports, but just like in life, what's more intimidating? All, all those histrionics, that performance, or just a cold stare? <laughs> right? Yeah. Or like a small shrug and a smile? Yeah. Like, you know, like, are you, are you trying to like rattle Tyson? Because that is not going to rattle Tyson. No, not if, at if all. You just like smiled and like gave him a nod and like by all means like hug Leo, like celebrate. And, like yeah, celebrate that's what I'm saying. Win. That's fine. But the all the all the throat slashing and all the stuff directed at Tyson, that's I not just, doing what you think it's gonna do. Yeah, and I, I just want to clarify too, right? Like, yo, celebrate, have fun, even talk shit cool but when you're getting into like throat slashes it's like what's happening here <laughs> like we're on the challenge right like i even think the throat slash in the nfl at least i can say you know that is a violent sport where someone is literally trying to like end you right when you're running through a linebacker or whatever and you want to give the throat slash cool like not cool but i understand you're on the challenge let's settle down a little with throat slashes that's all i'm saying you're not even on the main challenge. You're on Challenge USA. <laughs> Fair. Save it for when there's a hall brawl, okay? Hall brawl, I will accept throat slashes. <laughs> Who, this is the most important question, Sheldon. Who killed it for you this week? Oh, it's Tyson. Like, wow. I'm not playing the result here of Sarah and Leo winning. That's playing the result, okay? Tyson, first off, that performance in the daily challenge is one of the best performances I've ever seen on this television show. Just an, an exceptional performance because there's no reason for them to be fourth in a swimming challenge, a team swimming challenge where he's literally dragging his partner and they had to do an extra lap. The fact that they came in fourth makes no sense, but then add on top of that, you beat everyone else in finishing the puzzle. Great job. You win. You find out that people are trying to get at you. 
You figure out a way to shoot your shot. If you shoot your shot, you've done what you can control, right? The fact that Sarah actually won is out of his control. He tried. I'm not going to play the result. I understand that it didn't work and Sarah's still in the house and now she's going to try to rally troops to get you out. But hey, if you're Tyson, you're, you're saying, all right, I'm good. You still got to get me in the elimination and I have a best chance of winning each week. So come on, shoot your shot. Tyson so, killed it for me. I'm going to respectfully disagree and say that Sarah killed it this week. Wow. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Throat slashing aside. <laughs> didn't love the celebration. But think of the position she's in now. Mm -hmm. First of all, knowledge is power. Tyson shot a shot, mm -hmm. missed. She and Ben, like knowing where the chips lay, super important. So now she had she and Ben were operating under the misapprehension that Tyson wasn't going to throw them in. Now yeah. they know where he stands. Yep. Now she can she and Ben can have a conversation and be like, hey, we got we gotta form our own group. We gotta start talking to, I don't know, Derek. We gotta start like get our numbers. Forget Survivor Big Brother. We gotta start, we gotta get Tyson out. And also Tyson just showed everyone else that he can't be trusted. Furthermore, and perhaps most importantly, she's never going to be paired with Leo again. <laughs> she got through her worst case scenario. Uh... She's not, she's not going to be paired with him again. He's going to be someone else's problem, including potentially Tyson's greatest ally and Angela. Very true. Right. Very true. Yeah. So she is now coming. I mean, it got it was close there, but she's now coming out of this in, a, I think, a position of strength. She navigated the tough waters of having Catman on her back. Mm -hmm. She survived. She got a little extra money in her bank account. So I believe she's now qualified for the final mm -hmm. based off of money and having won a, an elimination. She and Ben have like all the chips are on the table. Thank you. I mean, it wasn't all her design. I don't think she like necessarily played the smartest, but she's in a tremendous position now. So for me, it was Sarah. Where can the good pe people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Continue to like and subscribe to the pod wherever you get the podcasts, rate us, review us, all that fun stuff. Bless us with the like button when you search us on the YouTube page to see our handsome faces each and every week. Yeah, we appreciate y'all for sure. Where can the people find you, my dude? At Jay Chidley Hill on Twitter and Instagram. And until next week. This is You Killed It. You killed it.